Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Is my mic on? It is. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let's, uh, the Do, light's out in here. Okay. I'm going to, hang on. Okay. I'm going to turn you off for a second. And then I'm going to change you to guest four. I'm going to reset this. Talk hosts. Just moving some stuff around here. Okay. Try now. Turn it on. How about now? Oh, wait, oh, no, okay, sorry, what? Oh, good Lord. Um, oh, um, everyone just relax there. Fine, okay, now. Okay, now it's working. Whew. You know, I mean, sometimes people are just trying to, um, you know, trying to stop free speech. Well, it was either that or the Diet Dr. Pepper I just dumped all <laughs> over this thing. <laughs> you know, that's never, never good for the for Well, the it equipment. tastes more like regular Dr. Pepper. <laughs> you know, this, um, I feel badly for this uh, 13-year-old girl in St. Tammany Parish uh, making a list of uh, people she wanted to kill because they were bullying her. You know, I, I think most of us who were bullied in school, and I wasn't really physically bullied as much as I was getting kind of uh, emotionally, mentally uh, bullied, you know, most of us, uh, you know, we would say things like, yeah, you know, I'd like to kill that guy. You say it to yourself or, you know, I wish that person was dead. Um, but we really didn't um, mean it. And, you know, even if she didn't really, even if we don't know if she really meant it or not, I mean, you, you, you've got to do something when she makes a list of people she wants to kill because it's a, it's a different time. But what about the people who are bullying her? Maybe some, some attention should be paid to them. Also, now, you, you've seen the movie Wedding Crashers, Ian? Yes, I've seen wedding okay. crashes. Uh, yeah, fun. So they crash the they they crash the wedding because a wedding is a good party. Yeah, my brother had a friend, and his dad drove a cab. His dad always kept a, a sport coat in the trunk, and if ever he came across a wedding reception, no way. If ever he came across a wedding reception, he would put the coat on and go in and eat. That's very clever. Nobody ever, you know, because, you, you know, one side thinks, oh, I guess he knows the bride. The other side's going, I guess he knows the yeah, groom. Nobody knows that guy so is. this guy came in, and I mean, there's good food at weddings. So this guy was eating really good. He would, he would always get his food from, from the wedding. Well, there's a new wedding crasher, and uh, she's been arrested, Sandra Lynn Henson, and she's been arrested for crashing a wedding in Mississippi. She's done the same in Alabama, Tennessee, and she's not going there for food. She's going there to steal cash and gift cards. There's no. A lot of, there's a lot of cash at weddings. That's not, that's not 
that's not cute. That's no. not a cheeky, harmless shenanigan. That, no, that's theft. That's it. It's 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 wrong. Larceny. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm glad she got uh, she got busted. There is a, there's an event Saturday night that uh, I'm I'm very proud to be part of again this year, and I've been part of this for the last uh, couple of years. It's uh, Who's Got Talent, and it's a talent show. It is uh, it is sponsored by the Kelling. Kelly Kicking Cancer Organization, which is just a fine organization of great people. The uh, gala is Saturday night, October the 7th, and it's from 7 until 11. Cocktail attire. So, you know, I guess I have to dress up a little bit. It's at the Covington Country Club. The Top Cats are performing. Open bar. New Orleans cuisine, silent auction, door prizes, and uh, my friend Billy Nungesser, Lieutenant Governor, will be one of the judges with me. Also, my friend Vince Vance, Bernie Cyrus, and, and others. So, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to this. It's it's always fun, and I'm amazed at the talent that they've had. Larry Rowling is in charge of uh, Kelly Kicking Cancer in this event, and he joins us on WWL. Larry, good afternoon. Hey, Scoot. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited about Saturday night. It's going to be a little cool, so maybe there's something that I haven't worn in a while that I'll get a chance to uh, to wear. I know. I hear you. It's gonna, I think fall might be in the air, so I think it's going to be a beautiful day. It's going to be a beautiful day for Who's Got Talent, the North Shore, the whole region. We're just super excited. It's our ninth annual Kelly Kicking Cancer Gala. You know, three years ago, uh, one of the ideas that we kind of tossed around was, you know, everybody loves America's Gone Talent, and they watch it, and they wait to the final, you know, uh, winner for the, the whole nine yards. And I said, you know what, let's try to do something in our community that would be just like that. And then we came up with Who's Got Talent. We, have, we had submissions from all over the area. We have eight finalists that are going to compete for a $1,000 grand prize. And that is our entertainment um, for the night at this gala, and also we're going to have the Top Cats, too. So it's going to be a great night, solid auction, great things are going to happen, and a lot of great money that we're going to raise for um, cancer research. Yeah, it's a great event. I look forward to it every year, and I'm, uh, I'm proud to be part of it again this year. And there's really a, a lot of talent. The talent, the talent is amazing. It's, it's, for the, for the, from the standpoint of a judge, it's really difficult. And last year, you know, you've you got a lot of young contestants but last year, this was not a young contestant. I mean, she's not old, but she was, you know, a, a mature woman. Karen Bradshaw, who is a great singer. She teaches singing. In fact, she really should be singing the national anthem at, you know, the Saints game or the Pelicans game or something. She's, she's phenomenal. Anyway, all these, all these young people are performing, and they're doing so great. Karen Bradshaw gets up there, and she just nails it. And, and she was the winner, and she's actually from the West Bank. So she participated in this and, and won last year. She'll be there tomorrow night uh, singing because she was last year's winner. Yes, yes. To be excited to see Karen back. And again, you know, we normally pick six finalists. And this year, the, you know, the committee had a very hard time picking the six. So we went to eight. So there's that much more talent. And let me tell you, I do not envy the judges. And we thank you, Scoot, because y'all are going to have a tough time figuring out who's first, second, and third place. But you know what? Great cause. And we thank you, WWL. Our MC this year is Shelby Latino. And we are just thrilled to have her back um, from Fox 8. You know, being our MC, so we just thrilled. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing my friend uh, Billy Nungesser, Lieutenant Governor, will be there, and uh, also my friend um, Vince Vance. He'll be there. Bernie Cyrus is there. Uh, Lori um, Lori McCants uh, will be there, yeah. and uh, Celeste uh, Celeste um, Celeste Hart Celeste 
Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's she's actually with uh, creating you acting and modeling. So we're going to have a judge on panel okay. that actually you know evaluates the talent. And Lori McCants, you know, she's the owner of Honda Covington. She's our prize money, um, you know, sponsor. And we thank all of our sponsors. We thank you, Scoot. We really do. Well, it'll be fun. Uh, is tickets still available? Tickets are available. They one twenty five each. You can go to kellykickingcancer.org to buy them or come to the door. Uh, we should have around 300 people there. The Covington Country Club is a great place to have this. The stage is huge. These, these young talent or just, you know, amateur talent will have the spotlight on them, and we are just, like, thrilled to um, have this night Come tomorrow night, or no, Saturday night. All right, Kelly, org is where you go to get tickets, and I'm, I'm sure the people who know somebody who's going to be in it are going to be there, but it's it's a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm telling you, the talent is really top-notch. It's a very, very difficult job to pick out who is uh, who is the best. So um, tickets are 125 each, but remember, it goes to this incredible fund. This, this young girl, Kelly, um, lost her life. She had... Um, she had brain cancer, and uh, it was a sad thing. But you know, her her mom didn't want her to uh, to just go away. She wanted her to remain present, and she's done a great job helping other people and, and raising money for this this cause. So, hey, it's a hell of a lot of fun. You get to kind of dress up a little bit with cocktail attire. It's going to be cool, and it should be fun Saturday night. So, I will see you Saturday night, Larry. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, Larry Rolding, with the Kelly Kicking Cancer event, Who's Got Talent, Saturday night. All right. Um, so do you pray to God? I mean, honestly, just be honest, do, you, do you pray to God that the Saints win? And, and what about when they don't win? Do you, do you think God liked the other team better? Like, if you pray that the Saints win this week against the, the New England Patriots, and if the Patriots win, will you think, well, you know, God liked, God liked the Patriots, wanted the Patriots to win. Does anybody do that? The Miami Dolphins are 3-1, and one, and they lost their first game of the season last week against the Buffalo Bills. The score was 48-20. to 20. And Dolphins quarterback Tua was asked um, how he dealt with the loss, and he said that he turned to Jesus. And that's how he found, found comfort and how he, he dealt with it. And I guess, I guess he, he thought, you know, this was the way, I guess he's saying this is the way Jesus wanted this to work out, so I'm just going to have to, you know, do a little better and I don't know I'm kind of confused about uh, about praying for a team to win you know you you could pray for a team to have a a good game and that nobody gets seriously injured but do you pray for a team to win I I mean is that kind of a wasted prayer or or is it is it okay is it okay to pray for uh, your favorite sports team to to win if you want to join us with a comment the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. 504-260-1870. All right. It is going to feel like Halloween, seeing a lot of decorations up all over the place. Some people really get into Halloween. And this is for the kids who are getting picked up from school. A lot of kids uh, get picked up. A, a, lot of, a lot of parents listen to the show while they pick their kids up from school. So this is for all the, the, the kids. Isn't this the thank you for being a friend guy? Yes, this is Andrew Gold. Thank you for being a friend. He wrote the song and he did the original Thank You for Being uh, a Friend, which became the theme song for Golden Girls. Wow. Get you a man who can do both. Yep. I'm Scoot on the air and we'll be back on WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So a Miami Dolphins quarterback, Tua Tagliavoa, I think that's how you say his name. Anyway, he turns to Jesus Christ after a tough loss, and he did it last week when the uh, Dolphins lost their first game to the Bills. He said, you know, um, I think about it all the time, and being a believer of Jesus Christ, uh, to me, uh, the good Lord is... Um, is there and doesn't really care if you win or lose a game. He said, for me, it's kind of tough to play on Sundays because I understand you're supposed to go to church on Sunday and I can't go to church. He says, a lot of the times I'm watching church online after games and things like that. He's really a, a very devout Christian. He says, when I'm out there, I even pray before I go out to a series or whatnot. Um, I'm always praying. And I'm on the sidelines, and it might look like I'm talking to myself, but I'm speaking in tongues. Some people think, what? This guy knows how to speak in tongues? He says, yeah, I grew up a non-denominational Christian in a church my entire life. So, yeah, uh, we did it a lot. So having to remember Scripture always keeps me encouraged in continuing to press forward, especially in times like this, like following the loss to the bills, and it just made me think about all the people that um, that, that say a prayer uh, that the saints that the saints win. I, I mean, is it okay to pray for your your team to win, or or should prayers be, um, you know, say for something a little more important? If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. I think you can pray for anything you want to pray for. I, I I do, but if you if you really pray hard that the saints win. You know, oh, Lord, please make the Saints win. Let the Saints win this week. Well, what if, what if they don't win? I mean, what is God telling you? He doesn't like the Saints, even though they bear a name that's related to religion. So I, I just I find that, you know, I mean, what do you say if, if your team doesn't win? I understand praying that everybody uh, is safe and all of that, but what about the team, the team winning? And it's interesting that, uh, that, that Tua says um, he, he prays before going into a series. And, I mean, I think that's cool. I mean, I guess you can, I mean, I guess it's okay to pray for success. You know, you pray that, you know, you're successful. I mean, that's, that's okay. And if you're not, well, then you just have to kind of, kind of reconcile that. All right, let's go to Ian Hoke with some of your text messages. Here's a text that says, I don't pray for something as trivial as a football game, but... I was surely praying when Garrett Hartley lined up for that field goal in overtime versus the Vikings <laughs> in the 2009 NFC Championship game. You know, so, I mean, maybe there are those moments you don't play, you don't pray in advance, but boy, if it comes down to that crucial moment, man, you're, you're, you're praying to God, oh, Lord, please let this kick be good or let this touchdown be good or please, Lord, uh, let the officials uh, see the game fairly. Here's a text that says, you always have the problem when uh, some kind of an issue when it comes to praying or anything to do with the Catholic or Christian way of life. <laughs> I don't have a problem. I just said a moment ago that I don't care if you pray for that. Well, I, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, the fact that I call out pedophile priest, I mean, the fact that I call out things that, that maybe um, I don't agree with with the Catholic Church, even though I'm Catholic. You know, there, there are Catholics who don't agree with everything with the Catholic Church. So um, this is nothing new. 
um, I don't have a problem with prayer at all. So I don't know where that text comes from. Uh, here's a text that says, so what happens if both teams that are playing each other are praying to win? Who has the most fans praying? They probably win. Well, I know. I mean, that's the deal. Or, you know, if the other team wins and you're praying and they're praying, does that mean that the other people had a closer relationship with God than you? I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I assume that there are a lot of people that pray for the Saints and, and LSU or whatever your favorite team is. You, you, you pray that they, that they win. Does anybody really do a prayer, though, in advance of the game? Like during a game, again, you might, you know, oh, please let this kick be good. Lord, yeah. please let this kick be good. Oh, please, Lord. Um, but what about, you know, like praying in advance of the game? I, I don't know. I, see, I don't, I, I wouldn't do that, but I don't know. I, I, I can't say that I've ever prayed uh, for, for uh, a, a team to win, but I can see where people would uh, say, you know, oh, Lord, please let this kick be good or, you know, um, may, Lord, please let them get a first down here. I would think that maybe those prayers should be reserved for those who actually have like a real stake in the outcome of the game, you know? You mean like money? Yeah, or like <laughs> c- career advancement or something. It's like, you know, if you're on the team or you're a connector, yeah. or you're maybe you're, um, you know, Derek Carr's wife or something. And it's like, okay, if you win this game, it's a big deal. But like, why are you, uh, if you're going to be praying for like a non-conference opponent in the preseason or something, like who cares? You know, it's just a game. I, I I agree. I, I mean, I, I you know, I, I pray. I, um, I I pray that I have a good show. I pray that I am successful there you go. Um, in, in life. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I guess in, in some ways it's it's kind of the same thing. But you wouldn't pray for somebody else to be successful just because like it would make you feel good for a couple hours in a sport. No, I, right? no, I wouldn't, because that, that's real personal to me. I want to do well for you know my family. I want to do well for you know for me, and and uh, I know that sounds kind of selfish, but you know I think we all want to we all want to do well in life. So yeah, I mean I've 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 prayed for that. Okay, I'm going to give you four more really quick ones here. Two, uh, excuse me. There are two things you never ask God for: your favorite team to win and any type of gambling event. If you place a mm. bet on your favorite team, that would be double trouble, and one of your kudos comes off of the board. <laughs> Here's a text that says uh, Jesus couldn't care less about the Saints. He's watching Premier League soccer. <laughs> Here's a text that says I just cannot believe that God is not a Saints fan. I would I would hope well, so. All right, if God is a Saints fan, then why the hell are we so frustrated? And you know, there's that part in the Bible that God says, uh, I, and He's saying this to the Houdet Nation. Um, I, 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 I know you can deal with it, therefore I give it to you to deal with it. I, I know how much you can take. Maybe God doesn't know us that well, because, I mean, we've had to take a lot. Okay, here's a text that I think brings up a good point. I'll leave you alone with this one. Uh, this text says, I pray for no serious injuries to players. I, to- I think I, that is totally very legitimate prayer to Totally, make. totally appropriate. But uh, the win and loss thing, I think you get into a little um, sketchy territory. If you want to join us, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. Also, let me, let me share something with you. Um, do you remember Dan Quayle? If you're an Xer, you might remember. If you're a millennial, Zoomer, you, you don't know about Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle was um, the first President Bush's vice president. Dan Quayle was a piece of work. Dan Quayle said some, like bizarre things. 
On this day, October 5th, 1988, 35 years ago, vice presidential candidates Lloyd Benson and Dan Quayle met in their only broadcast debate. I have as much experience in the Congress as Jack Kennedy did when he sought the presidency. I served with Jack Kennedy. I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. Senator, you're no Jack Kennedy. Oh, man, zinger. <laughs> Brutal. That was rough. Clean him up off the floor. I mean, Dan Quayle, Dan Quayle said something. He, he was, what he was trying to say, he was trying to, uh, to quote the, U, the quote from the United Negro College Fund, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And Dale, Dan Quayle got a little fumbled up in, in, in what he was saying, and basically he said, it's terrible when you waste your mind. <laughs> He just, I mean, he just, Dan, he didn't know. No. Let's go to Wegeman. Elaine, you're on WWL. Hi. Hi. I just want to tell you, the gentleman that uh, said that he can't make it to church on Sunday, they do have Saturday masses also. Well, maybe, maybe not in his. I don't, maybe not in his denomination. Uh, he was a. It's a. It's a non uh, non denominational uh, Christian uh, group, and you know maybe they don't have mm-hmm. um, Friday uh, services. Most of them do, and in prayers, you can pray for anything. Yeah. God will hear you, but it's not then he's going to say yes. You know, or well, make it happen. Boy, haven't we all learned that prayers the hard way? Great. Oh, prayers are always needed. Uh, pr- uh, we pray- need prayers for everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it so hurts. Pray. pray anytime you want. <laughs> All right, Elaine, I, I appreciate the call. All right, if you want to join us with a comment, the Oakland Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. All right, on the Scoot on the Air rock culture calendar, man, a classic album was released on this day in 1973. It was a double album. I remember, man, I mean, I was like a, a young DJ on the air. And I mean, I remember pulling the album out and it was a double album. And I would take the album out and put the vinyl on the turntable and put the needle on it and cue it up. And those were the old days of, of radio. It was Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Bick Road, uh, one of his most successful studio albums. It was a double album released on this day in 1973. I thought we'd take a deep dive. This is um, a deep cut from uh, one of the uh, one of the albums and uh, one of the part of the double album, a Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. The song is called Gray Seal, and I always love this song. So I thought I'd do something a little different from the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road album. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. You know, I think sometimes when albums are released, I think we need to to maybe on, on this show go into some um, deep cuts, you know, not just play the, the most popular song from from the album. But this is I thought this was a, a great song from Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. All right. We'll be back on WWL. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I don't know. See, I don't think so. I mean, like the Jesus that I know, he wouldn't wear a Rolex on his television show. And Jesus wouldn't be like any of these people who are ranting and raving on these uh, television networks. And they wouldn't be scaring people into giving them money. And uh, I, I don't know. It's just it's really interesting what some people, you know, believe in. Anyway, is it OK to pray? I mean, OK, so what if before a game, what, what if we got together and said um, something like um, our father? Who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy game. Thy kickoff come, thy win be done, on the field as it is in practice. Give us this win, our weekly win, and forgive us our incomplete passes, as we forgive those who complete passes against us. And lead us not into defeat, but deliver us to the NFC playoffs. Amen. Is that, is that a prayer that we could, could, could offer up? I mean, is it okay to pray for your, for your team? I mean, people who do, they're going to they're, they're gonna do it. But I think it's more important to just pray that, you know, the game turns out okay. Because if, you know, if, you, if, you, if you don't get a victory, then what does that say about God? God likes the other team better? There are um, some players on the Vikings who are hoping that Taylor Swift shows up at MetLife Stadium because the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are in Minnesota against the Vikings. And they are hoping that Taylor Swift shows up. I, I have not heard if she's going to be there for sure, but she's been at uh, Travis Kelsey's game since they've been an item. Now, again, I don't know how strong an item they are. And uh, Travis Kelsey himself has said, hey, you know, um, the NFL is making a big deal about this. It's, you know, you're making a bigger deal about it than it really is. Maybe they're more acquaintances. I, I don't know. But all I know is that he's getting publicity out of it, and Taylor Swift is getting publicity out of it, and I guess the NFL is getting publicity out of it. But um, a Vikings player is hoping that she is a distraction to him when he's, when he's on the field. A Vikings cornerback, uh, Brian Murphy, uh, said Monday that it would be really cool if Swift made the appearance, um, but not for the two-time Super Bowl champion. Not for him, because uh, we're going to try to get get our hands on him in front of her. I'm not going to say uh, something to him. Uh, I'm going to say something to him to get him going. So he's going to do a a Chauncey Gardner thing, where he's going to say something to him to maybe rile him up about Taylor Swift being in the stands. And, you know, we've we've learned through um, Chauncey Phillips that that, that players really, um, really do that. I mean, they say stuff to, you know, the other, um, the other players about this. Some of it can be kind of a uh, kind of dirty. There is a, a Minnesota pastor, and the controversy has kind of gone viral. He's a uh, pastor, John Piper of Minnesota. He's a, a Baptist uh, pastor and theologian, and he's discussing the appropriateness of drinking coffee during the church service. I, I have been in a, a non-denominal church where they they drink coffee. During the mass, they've got their their nice Starbucks with them, or PJs or whatever. And I've seen that. Piper says that uh, Hebrews 12.28 states, Let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. And I guess he seems to think that maybe drinking coffee is a, is a distraction. I've often thought about that. Because, you know, you, you wake up and you go to early mass, for example, or an early service. You know, you might want the little coffee kick. In there while you're while you're there, would there be anything wrong with drinking coffee at church? I mean, I wouldn't feel the need to do it. I mean, I'll drink coffee, but I wouldn't feel the need to to drink tea in, in church. Uh, a long time ago, I, I saw it done on a non in a non denominational church on the on the North Shore. But I don't. Is this is this a, a common thing in, in church? People drinking coffee, and and should it be? I mean, they could have a little. They could have a barista out there uh, raising money for the church. Uh, selling coffee before you go in. You just sip your coffee during the, uh, during the homily. I mean, sometimes, look, sometimes those sermons go on a little long, and you might want something to, you know, sip on while it's, while it's going on. 
All right, if you want to join us, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. Anthony in New Orleans, welcome to the show. How are you doing in this, Coop? I'm good. Look, I don't want this to be a racial thing, and I don't want you to have to flip what I'm trying okay, to tell you. Wait a minute. Let me, let, me, let me just let me, let me, let me, let me settle it before you even say let me settle it. Before, let me settle it before you even start talking, Anthony. We don't even need to hear from you. Anthony's going to say that the Saints are racist and that a black quarterback should be starting for the Saints and not the white guy. And I don't think it has anything to do with race, but I don't want Anthony to breathe his racism into our show. And it's, 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 it's a racist mentality, and I don't want to hear it. And uh, there are people who can believe that, like Anthony. You can believe that if you want to. But I, I think that there are other factors involved. Um, I don't see signs that the Saints are racist. Now, I do believe that if, and I said this Monday, my God, if, um, if Derek Carr was not ready, if he was hurting, he should not have been playing. But it might just have been his relationship with Dennis Allen when they were both with the, the Raiders, and it wasn't the fact that he was white. So unless I know something for sure about it being racist, I don't want to get into the racism conversation. Because it's, it's it, I mean, it's, when, when all you talk about, and Anthony's called this show before, and he's always talking about, he was bashing Drew Brees. Always thought a black quarterback should be in there. And I just, you know, that's not a conversation for this show. If there is a legitimate reason for us to be concerned that something like that's going on, yes, we can have the conversation. But at this point, to just bring it up, it's not a conversation. I am a little concerned about, uh, about the Saints this week because Bill Belichick is a great coach. The game is, is, um, is in Massachusetts, and they have not won a home game yet. They're going to be really desperate for a win Sunday. The Saints can win. Let's see if they do. On this day, October 5th, 1978, Dolly Parton became the first country singer to pose for Playboy magazine. She was on the cover, and I don't remember if she was on the inside, but she didn't show everything. But she did pose for Playboy. We'll be back on WWL. All right, Sports Talk is coming up next with Mike Dettelier and Steve Gettler. They'll talk about the uh, best bets, and uh, there'll be a lot to talk about. I mean, the, I think the LSU Tigers are going to have a tough game against the Tigers. The uh, Stevie Nicks song of the day is Rhiannon, uh, Take Rhiannon, that word, that title song, uh, t- song of that title. The title of that song to the Okanort Jewelers talking text line. No, I'm sorry, take it to our website. I'm confused here at the end of the show. Take Rhiannon to our website, www.com slash contest with an S, and register to win. I want to thank our uh, program director and brand manager, Diane Newman, market manager, Kevin Cassidy, Ian Hoke, Chris Miller, news anchor, traffic with Dave Brandon. And as always, I thank you for being part of the show. I'm Scoot on the air. Tomorrow is free for all Friday. Have a great afternoon. Love you, New Orleans. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.